Welcome to the number one show and the source of truth for all things medtech. Here, we reveal the secrets and stories behind the investments, science, and commercialization of the medtech industry. Every week, we'll take you on a wild ride with the biggest names in the game, from entrepreneurs and investors who are shaking up the market, to healthcare providers who are revolutionizing the way we think and practice medicine. So hold on tight and get ready for a journey like no other. This is the State of MedTech. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. And uh, this is a solo pod. Uh, many of you have asked me to do more of these and I'm gonna admit that I haven't, uh, self-conscious reason I was not doing it because I, I kind of wanted to prepare some notes and, and read through some things. And I just realized that I, that I was kind of putting it off for no reason. And so what I should do is just sit down and you know speak honestly and genuinely and kind of let, think out loud. I, I think that a lot of you guys really like that about my show and like that about me. And I appreciate that. And a big shout out to Red Hat Gang uh, from Mad Device Rep to Mr. Mad Device. And of course, all of you who follow me on All Hail Medical Sales on Instagram, I did a poll about what you'd like me to do on the solo pod. And I put, I think, four choices, which was sleep routine, morning routine, managing stress and developing confidence. And like a huge overwhelming majority of, I think, I think it was ended up being like 400 or 500 votes were for confidence, right? And a distant number two was stress. And I think those two things go hand in hand. So I'm going to sort of dive into that. And I'm going to talk to you about some frameworks that I've used because I, that's something that I, I had struggled with a long time. Um, and I'm going to share a little bit more about that. But if you follow the things that I'm going to suggest to you, um, it can change your life. Okay. It'll put you in a position that you can you can really change your life. Okay, I'm not guaranteeing it, um, but if you follow these steps, like it will put you in a better position. Of course, um, I want you to check the show notes below. I'm going to leave some links there for you um, to help you in this. And just a quick quick plug because it's something that I'm very personally proud of, and it's one way for me selfishly. I want to get closer to you guys, um, but the only way I can do that is through certain products. My program, the Medical Sales Network Effects Program. A lot of people are going through it now um, from CEOs to sales reps to VPs. Um, and now I've made it you know, really simple. Just click the link below. You'll get a big discount on it. Um, it is an investment. Um, and I just want to encourage you to really consider it uh, because you not only do you get full access to all this content, but there's a private VIP group with you know a lot of reps, CEOs, et cetera. And every week there's a live coaching call. So if anything, like you get to get on these live coaching calls with me and ask me anything you want. Um, so click the link below, you'll get a huge discount. And then of course, a lot of the things I'm going to mention in the show, um, some audiobooks and stuff and playlists, I'm going to leave it in the show notes. So go dive into that and shout out to, uh, one Instagram user, Carrie Dane, uh, K A R I D A N E. She's got a great page that focuses a lot on mental health and, and well-being. Her partner was a med rep and that's how she discovered my channel, reached out and we kind of messaged a little bit back and forth about this concept of like man, like self-care essentially, uh, managing your mental health and stuff. And so this part of that, this episode was, was spurred from that, you know? So let's start with the first question and the most important one, which is like, what is confidence, right? You have to always dissect language to understand the meaning, right? We, we've kind of uh, moved away as a society from understanding what do, word, what do the words mean, right? You know, so if you think of television, tell a vision, 
That's what's happening, right? On that television, you have different channels, right? And on those channels, there's programming. That's why TV is really there to program you, right? For better or for worse. If we look at confidence, okay, confidence, what is the definition of confidence? Confidence is the feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something with firm trust, okay? And we've died deeper. It's the state of feeling certain about the truth of something. The state of feeling certain about the truth of something. So what does that mean? What is truth? I want to start by uh, talking about the concept of confidence, but let me, but I'm going to go into this idea of truth. Confidence, if you think about it, is kind of the driving force behind conviction, right? Whether you're a sales representative, if you're not feeling confident, it means you lack that conviction. So it's, it's crucial that you show confidence in a product to instill that same level of conviction in your customer, right? So many of you who don't have confidence, it could be that you don't have that conviction in your product, which means you just have to spend more time studying the product, understanding it. And if you don't, you lack that, you need to leave. I'm going to be the first one to tell you, if you're selling something you do not believe in, you're not doing yourself any favor, you're not doing the person you're selling any favors. And, you know, this might sound like a cliche thing, but let me dive deeper into this. If you are selling something, right, that... You know, not everything's going to be like absolutely world-class, best-in-class, you know, bulletproof. But if you don't have that conviction that whatever you're selling is going to completely solve the problem that the customer that you're dealing with has, you're in, an, in, an, in a way you're lying. And the reason why that's important is that as you lie about this, your, your, your character will degrade. And soon that you, you will assume that identity, that you're a liar now, right? Um, we have to remember that sometimes our own confidence, though, can blind us to potential problems, right? Being aware of this bias can, you know, really help you approach situations more objectively, right? So sometimes when you're selling a product, you might be so bought into it. You might have put so much of your ego behind it, right? That you are blinding yourself to object to 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 what what's objectively true, right? And I'll, I'm gonna again take that concept of truth and put it in the back of your mind for a second. One thing that um, that that you have to you know keep in mind is that I personally believe that a lot of confidence comes from your your own gratitude and happiness, right? And people who lack confidence usually are pretty negative people. One thing that I try and do every day is I, I wake up in the morning and when you wake up in the morning, uh, there's what's called theta waves, right? It's, it's when your mind is most impressionable. It's, it's right when you wake up, but like, I'd say like the first 20 to 30 minutes of you waking up and usually the last 20 to 30 minutes before you go to bed at night, those are the most important time. You should not be playing around with social media at that time. So when you wake up in the morning, do not pick up your phone. Do not play with anything. I know it's very difficult. I believe me, you know, I, social media is a, is a, is a engine for, to my business. So I, I know what it's like. And what you need to do is spend time, first of all, by saying the thing that you want to happen that day, as if it's already come true, right? Like a mantra, you know, and that way it kind of tricks your brain into assuming that position. The next thing is always write down three things you're grateful for. And it could be very small things. I, you know, I'm grateful that I have a home. 
I'm grateful I have a nice family. I'm grateful that it's Wednesday, right? And these things might be trivial. They might sound trivial, but believe me, sometimes when you practice simple things and you do them very, very well, it has an effect. And so when you assume this position of con of, of not just confidence, but gratitude, right? You reframe your problems, right? So if you're dealing with a tough situation at work, tough sales role, you know, you, you know, you're stressed out, you can either treat the situation as something that's happening to you or something that's happening for you. Sometimes when I had uh, a lack of confidence, even in my own business, when I first started and I was really concerned, I started to reframe things. I said, man, look at these, all these problems are happening for me, for me to solve, right? And sometimes you have to use your imagination to do these things, you know, all progress, you know, it, it begins with honesty and simply thinking about an issue like it, it, it really isn't enough. That's why I, I talk about articulating things out loud to hear the truth and make it resonate. And again, we're going to come back to the truth in a second. And from there, you can kind of take action, right? The most important conversation you're going to have is with yourself. And so the mistake that people often make, and I and when I say people, I'm going to be more specific. I, I see young men doing this all the time, is that as young men, we watch movies and we, we see all these things in Hollywood and, and film where you, you beat yourself up, right? And you're hard on each other. And, you know, we do that even like, for example, you know, I was on the golf course the other day with my father and I saw some guy teeing off and he, he's, he missed, he kind of sliced a shot and he goes, Oh, you idiot. How do you think that idiot is going to play in the next, you know, next swing, right? You think, you think by calling yourself an idiot and telling yourself you're, you're not good. You think that's going to magically make you better. It's going to make you worse, right? And so a lot of times we have this negative self-talk. And I would, I would tell you that if you feel, if you're not feeling confident, start monitoring the words that you're using in your mind to think about yourself, to talk to yourself. And believe it or not, sometimes when you get in your in the car as a rep, the best conversation you can have is with yourself. So almost pull yourself out of your body in the third person, like you're like you're coaching somebody. Pretend you're coaching somebody you deeply love. Imagine, you know, for many of you don't have children because uh, you're young reps. You know, I totally get it. Pretend that you're you're you know you're talking to um, your nephew or niece or so, somebody. You know, imagine somebody you really admire. Pretend you're talking to one of their kids. How would you talk to them? Would you beat them down? Would you tell them that they're <laughs> that they're untalented, lazy? You know, or would you kind of you know uplift them? right? You can, you can be hard on yourself, but do it with self-respect, you know, and this, uh, this act of talking to yourself, coaching yourself out loud, hearing the words helps. The other thing is that when it comes to, you know, developing co confidence, I think when you prioritize transformational activities or transactional ones, you start developing confidence. And again, this is all about energy. Okay. The latter in this, like, you know, transactional things, it, it could get the job done, but former contributes to a lot of growth, a lot of lasting change. That's why I encourage people, you know, listening to this podcast, this is transformational for you, right? Going through, let's say my course, sorry, like shameless plug, but there's a reason why I spent uh, nine months and a lot of money developing that thing. That's transformational. Um, waking up in the morning and forcing yourself to say, hey, before I pick up my phone and look at my email and do all these things, I'm going to spend 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes getting my mind ready, preparing it for the day. I'm going to start by being grateful for the things that I have, wishing for the things that I have, embracing the problems. Those problems, 
man, am I lucky to have those problems because I know that somewhere in the world, somewhere in the United States even, there's a person who's crying because they would love, they would love to trade places with me and have those problems. When you do that, that's when you start developing some confidence because it starts, confidence starts with a core of, of, of positivity. That doesn't mean that you're just like laughing and you know, you're sort of happy go lucky and unrealistic about things, but you're positive, right? If you look at some of the greatest athletes on planet earth, right? Great leaders. They're not unrealistic. They're very realistic, but they're positive, right? They look at things from a point of view of, of opportunity, okay? It's essential, in my opinion, that you focus on the things that you have, not the things that you lack. You know, when you concentrate on deficiencies, that's going to blind you to the existing resources. And while appreciating our, your assets can help you realize what you need, right, it's important to focus on what you have right? One thing that I used to hear all the time is what are you doing with what you've been given? Would it be helpful to have a whole lot of, you know, leads or whatever, whatever it is that you're lacking confidence about? Yeah, absolutely. But you know what? Whether you believe in God or the universe, sometimes it helps to reframe your situation and say, you know what, if, if life was like a movie, no movie is going to start out with Johnny or Sally or whoever uh, starts the quarter Every call they make is easy. Every sale falls into their lap and then like they make a lot of money. That's a, that's a boring movie. This is life. This is, if you want to believe in a simulation, you're living one, my friends. Maybe we are in a simulation and I'm here specifically talking to you, right? Specifically talking to you. If that's the case, live your life like a movie. So when you get problems thrown at you, you don't see this as, oh man, here it is. Another problem, another, you say this and say, man. Things just got more interesting. How am I, the hero, the character of this movie, how am I going to approach this problem, right? Don't shy away from discomfort or anger, right? Instead, you have to look for the truth within it. This uncomfortable feeling sometimes that you get will often indicate an area that you have to grow, right? You know, there's no money in easy things, my friend. And whether you believe in God or the universe, it's almost like the pain and discomfort is there because those who go through that. They pass through the flame. They go on the other side of salvation, right? They're reborn. They, they build that confidence, right? And, and what I'm talking about here might sound spiritual, even religious, almost like a preacher, but that's what this is about, right? That's what it's about. And that's how you find confidence within you. Now, if you've made it this far into this episode, right? I'm going to reward you even more because if you haven't turned it off at this point, this would probably resonating with you. And if you're listening to this now, I'm speaking directly to you. This is, this is specifically made for you. And you may be driving, you may be walking, you may be doing something and say, it's not specifically for me, is it? It is. I made this episode just for you, my friend. And so remember at the beginning of the episode, we talked about truth, okay? I wanna talk to you about why great the greats in history, in sports, whatever you want to call it, they separate truth from fact. Okay, they separate truth from fact. Okay, and let's start with a quote from William James. And that quote says, we have to live today by what truth we can get today and be ready tomorrow to call it a falsehood. Okay, if you want to talk about greatness, all right, and developing confidence, an average performer, whether it's in sales or anything else, they tend to believe that 
that truth and fact are the same thing, right? World-class performers, the best, the greats, champions, they know that there's actually a difference, okay? And, and the difference is that you use your critical thinking skills to make a clear distinction between truth and fact. And some of you might have some cognitive dissonance going on right now saying, what the hell is this guy talking about the difference between truth and fact? Fact, okay, I want you to remember this. Fact is reality. Truth is our perception of that reality. And if there's one thing that you'll learn from me, forget about medical sales, forget about anything else, is that everything is in your mind. The universe is mental, mind is all, okay? Truth is your perception of reality. And perceptions are subjective, meaning that it's emotional, right? It's, it's subjective. You can't change it, right? It's, it's, it's based on you. So one person perceives giving charity, for example, giving to charity, like that's an expense, right? That's a, that's a fact. But another person perceives giving to charity as an investment. How is that possible, right? The fact is that many people do give to charity and it is an expense right? It's also could be an investment that, that, that part is, is, is a percept is, is the perception part, right? So let me ask you this, which line of thinking represents the truth in this situation? Both in the minds of the individuals, perception equals truth. Okay. The subtle distinction that allows a champion to understand themselves and others at a higher level of awareness is the difference for all of this. The masses, the average Joes and Sallies of the world, the, the people who are lacking in confidence, who are negative, all these things, they tend to operate from truth, okay, which off is often distorted versions version of facts, okay? What I'm telling you to do is to start making your decision based on facts and not feelings, okay? The world-class champions of the world also use this understanding of truth and fact in mental programming. And again, that's what we're doing here. And if you think about the conscious mind, okay, the conscious mind is going to focus on a, a variety of different functions, okay, and more specifically on fact, okay, conscious, the conscious mind, that's of course where the ego functions from, right? But the subconscious mind, which is also where your intuition is, okay, that can be programmed with truth. Okay, so I want you to think about the brain, that wrinkly thing on top, that somewhere in there is a conscious mind. That's also where your ego is. Your ego is obsessed with, um, with facts, with details, how much money am I going to make, all these things. When you go deeper below that, in the subconscious mind, which we don't really know exactly in the brain where that is, right? The subconscious mind is dealing with truth, otherwise perception. And since the subconscious is unable to make the distinction between fact and truth, the most successful people on planet earth from, if you want to go from Elon Musk to Steve Jobs to great athletes, they, they program their subconscious minds to believe their visions, believe their dreams and their ideas as truths, almost as if they're realities, right? Because the subconscious doesn't doesn't have the ability to reject an idea. It just accepts it as truth and begins to create the behaviors that are congruent with this truth. Congruency is important, right? And so what ends up happening, right? If you think about, you know, the subconscious mind where your intuition lives, which essentially accepts any truth that it's given, which is subjective, and that's the thing you feed it, right? And the conscious mind, which is dealing with fact and objectivity and everything, there lies, then there becomes attention, right? 
And what ends up happening is that the conscious mind knows that this truth is not fact. And then this tension begins to build between the conscious and subconscious. And that's what creates a little bit of cognitive distance, like a little disconnect, right? And as a result, what happens between the conscious and subconscious mind? They don't continue fighting because it's one mind. They start to work together to create some kind of congruency. And the most successful people on this planet are not only aware of the difference between truth and fact, they know how to use them to get what they want, right? And so I'll give you uh, an exercise to do. Write down like five to 10 things that you know are fact, okay? And rethink each of those things by asking, is this really a fact or a truth that I've created from my own or others' perceptions? So for example, okay, and this is kind of a radical example. Is it a fact that the sky is blue, right? Is it a fact that you're a nice person? Is it a fact that uh, you work at a great company, right? And you'll often start to realize that you operate more often from truth rather than fact. And so why, why am I telling you all this? The reason why I'm telling you this is because if you operate more from truth than from fact, then you should go and start manufacturing what truth means to you. So if the fact is you haven't hit quota in three quarters, like that's a fact, and you're on a PIP plan or whatever, that's all a fact. But if you operate from truth and say, no, I'm a President's Club winner. I'm a quota crusher. I'm the greatest salesperson in this company. And this is not just wishful thinking, but you have to deeply ingrain this in yourself. Deeply. So it's so strong, that subconscious of yours. You do this in the morning. You do this before you go to bed at night. You have to ignore the facts going on around you. Quote, unquote, facts. And if you believe that deep in your heart, you will start manufacturing that into action. Because eventually your conscious mind cannot take the, take, take the idea that like you believe this truth, but then it's not being manifested. And you start taking action towards that. And that's how, that's how a lot of people, they, they build things from nothing. Perfect example, not, not my favorite one, but it's a really good one. If you look at this, there's a UFC fighter named Conor McGregor, okay? Conor McGregor was the first uh, two-division champion. And, and, you know, the details don't matter. He, he's, won a, he's won a lot, right? He's not so good anymore, but he's won a lot, okay? When he was coming up, he started telling people, I'm the world champion. I'm the world champion, like acting like it, like his swagger, his, his talk and everything. And even like a reporter said, well, like he, he had won a belt, it was, which made him interim champion. He wasn't champion. And the reporter said, well, you know, you're interim. And he interrupted him. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, I am the champion. That other man just coincidentally has my belt. He said something like this. And he did this so deeply that all this became a reality. And again, this is not wishful thinking. But if you're going to try and achieve great things, wouldn't you be in a better position to program your mind to, an ex to accept a truth that forces your conscious mind to take action and make that a reality? That's a much better place to operate from. So how do you do that? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read to you a little bit from um, this great book, which you can buy it, but I actually recommend uh, downloading it. I'm going to leave the Audible and the Spotify playlist for this in the show notes below. It is only two hours long. It is very short. And if you listen to me, you will not only listen to this one time, but you'll keep repeating this. This needs to be seated into your mind. Okay. So Neville Goddard, and here's the book, 
Neville Goddard wrote this book called The Power of Awareness. This book was written, how long ago was this written? It was written in 1952. His teachings talk a lot about the ideas of confidence and awareness, okay? So according to him, okay, confidence is rooted not in external circumstances or things, but in our internal consciousness. Again, think about what we just talked about. And to cultivate and nurture confidence, we need to live in the reality we desire, which means visualizing successful interactions, closing deals, leading with influence. It's about fully embodying our desired reality with consciousness. Part of that, and this is going to sound crazy, means living in the end. Okay. Living then means that you imagine that you already become or achieve the things you want. So you're already the confident person you aspire to be right? Feel that exhilaration of like closing a challenging deal. Maybe that satisfaction of navigating a tough conversation with a surgeon and then like being honored at your company's uh, events. Okay. This provides a sort of like a mental blueprint that forms an inner conviction that guides your external reality. Remember what does confidence have to do with? It has to do with conviction in the truth. What is a truth? It is a subjection, subjective perception of facts. Okay. And so when you emphasize on the feelings that you wish to be fulfilled, right? Visualization is just not enough. You have to like really deeply feel it. You have to embody it, believe in your confident self. And then you essentially align those feelings with the, with this ideal and nurture those beliefs. Okay. And this is when your external reality starts to shift, right? So what are some practical ways to do this? Okay. So here's some practical ways that you can start developing some confidence. And I'm going to read through a, a little bit of a list I put together. And I want to read directly from the book before we end. So engage in activities that are going to increase your dopamine, right? So exercising is really important. I don't care. Don't tell me you don't have time or you're traveling. You can find time. Do it in the morning, right? Wake up, get some exercise. That's going to help. Social interaction. Many of you are single on the road. Okay. You have to, you know, call to your parents, try and meet up with people. Like having social interactions are really important. Don't have that. Try and develop like warm relationships and good relationships with the people in the hospital that you work with. Like even if you walk in and let's say there's a certain security guard or a janitor who's really sweet, nice, like say hi to them, talk to them, you know, that kind of affection and 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 social interaction can can um improve your dopamine production, right? Um, the, the other thing is like, uh, procrastination, right? So if, if you're procrastinating about this, you got to kind of reframe things, um, away from just a uh, reward. Okay. So reframing the perception of effort and reward. So the effort you put in, I want you to start getting more obsessed with that the effort, the process than the reward itself. So including, including you trying to close the deal. I know it's very easy for me to say that, but look, I'm in sales still. I, I have to sell all the time, whether it's to individuals or to companies. And so the more I've begun, I've, I found a way to fall in love with the process, right? And focus on that. The rewards end up coming, coming along with it, right? And so lastly, the way you meditate is important. And again, many of you, if not all of you probably do not meditate. If you want to develop confidence, what, here's what I suggest that you do every evening. I want you to lie in your bed. Please listen to me when I say do not screw on your phone. Uh, looking at social media at least one hour before bedtime, 
no screens at all. Believe me. I want you to lie in bed and try to go to bed early. Okay. Going to bed, like, believe if you audit yourself at night, okay, I, I promise you will find that you're wasting a lot of time watching TV, playing online, everything. Most of you, Look, I got a wife and kid. I I still find a way to get into bed by like 9, 9.30. You can get into bed too that time. You struggle with that? Take some melatonin. Take, you know, find, find you know, find some way to do it. And just quick, a quick sidebar on this. Um, don't eat three hours before bedtime. That That's a big help. Or just don't eat a big meal, right? I, that's number one. Two, try, try taking some melatonin. And number three, do not play with any social media at night, especially one hour before bed. Then when you lie in bed, I want you to close your eyes and and let's I'll make it simple. For those who are trying to, let's say, just achieve quota, I want you to pretend it's the end of the year and you are in a room with all your peers and your CEO and your CEO calls your name up, right? Like, and I And you need to play the same thing over and over in your head every day before you go, every night before you go to bed. And you need to imagine your name being called up. The CEO either giving you a presence award, whatever award you're at, the feeling, that's the most important, the feeling you get. You have to you really practice using your imagination to generate that feeling of what it feels like to win that award. That that part where your your chest like kind of pulls pulls up and you get, you know, you kind of get tingly all over your body. Like, you know, when you, when you get called up for an award and then imagine how, how, how grateful you feel, right. You know, from the financial award to, to your recognition, everything you need to focus on that every night as if it's already happened. Because what's going to happen is that again, your subconscious mind starts to accept that as truth. And, and this takes practice. You got to do this every morning, every night. And eventually your conscious mind will create tension and as you're taking action every day to make that real, it becomes real, okay? And again, because you're focusing on that, you start focusing less on the outcome. You fo start focusing more on the thing that you control, which is the process. Remember how many times have I told you guys, do not focus on the result that you're trying to achieve. Don't even focus on the objectives you're trying to achieve. Focus on the activities you have control of that leads you to those things. And then you start getting better about it. When life throws you a hurdle or, or, or throws a wrench in your day, this is the movie that is your life. You say, hey, what, what a great problem to have. The movie that is my life just got this, you know, this, this award, this big achievement I'm going to get at the end of the year is going to be even better because I'm going to find some creative way to overcome this, right? And now just to kind of wrap up, I'm going to read to you again. You're going to listen to this book, okay? Uh, the Power of Awareness by Neville, but I'm going to read to you um, two chapters, okay? And these two chapters, because I've studied this book, um, I spoke to somebody who, let's just say, was a uh, his name is Michael uh, Michael Michael Walding, very successful entrepreneur, studied under and mentored by the great Bob Proctor, and he told me he's like these two chapters. We spent a year studying them, so I'm going to read them both to you. Chapter 12, which is subjective control. Your imagination is able to do all that you ask in proportion to the degree of your attention. All progress, 
progress, all fulfillment of desire depend on upon the control and concentration of your attention. Attention may be either attracted from without or directed from within. Attention is attracted from without when you are consciously occupied with the external impressions of the immediate present. The very lines of this page are attracting your attention from without. Your attention is directed from within when you deliberately chose what you will be preoccupied with mentally. It is obvious that in the objective world, your attention is not only attracted by uh, not only attracted by, but is constantly directed to external impressions. But your control in the subjective state is almost non-existent, for in this state, attention is usually the servant and not the master, the passenger and not the navigator of your world. There is an enormous difference between the attention directed objectively and attention directed subjectively, and the capacity to change your future depends on the latter. When you are able to control the movements of your attention in the subjective world, you can modify or alter your life as you please. But this control cannot be achieved if you allow your attention to be attracted constantly from without. Each day, set yourself the task of deliberately withdrawing your attention from the objective world and focusing it subjectively. In other words, concentrate on thoughts and moods which you deliberately determine. Then those things that now restrict your, your stick to you will fade and drop away. The day you achieve control of the movements of your attention in the subjective world, you are master of your fate. You will no longer accept the dopamine and dominance of the outside conditions or circumstances. You will not accept life on the basis of the world without having achieved control of the movements of your attention and having discovered the mystery hid from the ages that Christ in you is your imagination, you will assert the supremacy of imagination and put all things in subjection to it. So that is chapter 12. I'm going to read chapter 14. And by the way, for those of you who are not religious or not Christian, get over it. I'm not, I'm not Christian, and I can still read something like that. Like that that talks about Christ and really embody it, okay? Really put your ego away and listen to what I'm telling you. Chapter 14, The Effortless Way. And we're going to wrap up on this one. The principle of least action governs everything in physics from the path of a planet to the path of a pulse of light. Least action is the minimum energy multiplied by the minimum of time. Therefore, in moving from your present state to, to the state desired, you must use the minimum of energy and take the shortest possible time. Your journey from one state of consciousness to another is a psychological one. So to make the journey, you must employ psychological equivalent of least action. And the psychological equivalent is mere assumption. The day you fully realize the power of assumption, you discover that it works in complete conformity with this principle. It works by the means of attention minus effort. Thus, with least action through an assumption, you hurry without haste and reach your goal without effort. Because the creation is finished, what you desire already exists. 
It is excluded from view because you can see only the contents of your own consciousness. It is the function of an assumption to call back the excluded view and restore full vision. It is not the world, but your assumptions that change. An assumption brings the invisible into sight. It is nothing more nor less than seeing with the eye of God, i.e. imagination. But the Lord looketh on the heart. The heart is the primary organ of sense, hence the first cause of experience. When you look on the heart, you are looking at your assumptions. Assumptions determine your experience. Watch your assumptions with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Assumptions have the power of object, of objective realization. Every event in the visible world is the result of an assumption or idea in the unseen world. The present moment is all important, for it is only in the present moment that our assumption can be controlled. The future must become the present in your mind if you would wisely operate the law of assumption. The future becomes the present when you imagine that you have already you you that you are already you already are what you will be when your assumption is fulfilled. Be still, least action, and least and know that you are that which you desire to be. The end of longing should be being. Translate your dream into being. Perpetual construction of the future states without the consciousness of already being them. That is, picturing your desire without actually assuming the feeling of the wish fulfilled is the fallacy and mirage of mankind. It is simply futile daydream. Re-listen to this episode because it's going to take some study and then we'll move on to the next one. For now, have a great evening, everyone, and we'll see you all next time. Thank you for enjoying another epic episode of The State of MedTech. If you're feeling inspired and love this episode, do us a favor, hit that subscribe button and turn notifications on so you never miss an episode. And be sure to give us five stars and write a short review because that helps more people discover this amazing community of ours. If you're a company who has a executive that you'd like to be on the show or perhaps you want to sponsor one of the episodes, shoot us an email at hello at Take care and we'll see you next time.